Welcome to the only podcast that shares the astronomical and mathematical positions of the heavenly bodies. This is Sky Astrology. No, not astrology. This is Sky Astrology via astronomy. Welcome to episode 338 on the eve of a full moon. Our moon is now just moving in the constellation of Capricorn, but also in the uh, area of the outreaching uh line of stars from Aquarius that overlap into the Capricorn space. So I wanted to do the right (laughs) aligned thing uh, with this earth energy now to think about a lot of what's been happening recently. And, you know, we look a lot of times at what's held in front of us, like the candy, the distractions, or just what we're used to. And so now everybody's thinking about full moon and not because they don't know what else to think about, but because this is, you know, our habit, you could say, in a way. And today I thought I was going to, um, kind of expand on something that really bothered me about astrology astrologers because there was a just a post on Instagram where an astrologer western astrologer who's like celebrating Virgo season you know these days where the sun is actually in Leo and she and she had uh, two photos one with the moon and Jupiter and stuff as the moon was in Sagittarius and she was saying yay the moon's in Sag- in Capricorn you know and had a picture live you know like a real picture of her view of the sky and that bothered me because that's confusing for the language it would make more sense if there was a picture of a chart and it had Jupiter in Capricorn. That would be true. But to take a picture of the sky, you know, of the night sky with a city below it and say, oh, the moon's in Capricorn when it clearly isn't, is misinformation. And so, you know, what do I do? Do I spend like the whole day like, trying to show people even though I do that all the time here's the app you know here's any app uh use it point it to the sky and see where that is but still we 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 are in this um time where we're not acknowledging the true mathematical positions of the heavenly bodies and I am grateful and I try to be mindful coming from a place of the people who do um, now have this connection with the sky and that I'm not the only one talking about it and it's fantastic and there are people who talk about the 13th sign 
but my thing is not really just talking about 13th Simon. It's just really having a relationship to our sky, looking up to the sky and, you know, really rekindling, uh, stargazing or looking up. So yeah, that happened. And then I listened to a, um, live from Alex Rose Becks about supposedly some secret, secret, um, mission to save the children and like really, you know, science fiction stuff that I think a lot of people just wish was true. We don't know if it's true, but supposedly we'll find out this week. And I, we have to be a little bit tarnished because I never take a stand, you know, with political parties or any group. I kind of shun that. But I have been, you know, mindful watching this Q movement. And they said, oh, this was going to happen this week. Oh, this was going to happen today. And none of it happened, right? Okay. So how I do my research is I look at what I can prove and find. And I did find something. And I don't know what it means, but I'll share it. <laughs> and what I found, what I found, um, well, there are a couple of things that I found. And I think I really, you know, I have to make, you know, a reference to the water priestess. Um, because I did notice that she has a really special connection to the beehive cluster and, you know, her mission with, you know, she's doing a water pilgrimage on the East Coast and... You know, she, I said I would look what, she, what, you know, like what's happening there. But she had made this plan herself. And what I'm always astounded by her alignment with these water ceremonies and really sharing her sole purpose. And, you know, if it wasn't for the mathematics, I really wouldn't believe the incredible coincidences that are happening and it's, you know, it's true. So one thing I noticed when I was looking at her journey was how the longitude was always aligned, like 74 longitude of different places she was at. And I was like, oh, that's 11. That's, you know, that's powerful. Okay. But recently on the 27th, there was a news blast about um, this Marshall's arresting people and finding 39 children which was like wow you know this is really happening you know children are being rescued and you know it's like bringing into the fore this trueness of you know children being trafficked because you know as much as we believe it's true it's so painful to know that that is happening and I really feel that that is like the main thing that I personally feel passionate about. So, um, I noticed, you know, then of course the whole press about, um, Chadwick Bossman passing away, which was like really weird because nobody knew he had cancer. Okay. I saw a picture of him. He looked like cancer, like, and if I hadn't seen that picture, I would have maybe thought, oh, conspiracy or something like that. Anyway, to make a long story short, I looked at his birth chart and he was born in Anderson. 
and Anderson, South Carolina. And I was like, wow, um, that's interesting. He's born on uh, there. And I had noticed also in the report that I read about the marshal's arrest and the, you know, uh, rescuing of 39 children, that they had arrested a couple from Anderson, South Carolina, which is the same town that Chadwick Bosman was born in. So it's like, well, I'm thinking longitude, like what's all this in what's all this information in a way coming out like that happened on the 27th. He died on the 28th. And I'm like, what's all this alignment with Anderson, South Carolina? And then I realized, oh, wait a second. Jilly was not in North South Carolina. She was in North Carolina. But yeah, I looked, she was in Asheville, North Carolina, which is on the same alignment as Anderson, South Carolina. Like really, if you look it up, it's just like straight line. And I thought, is this a coincidence? Like it's just, you know, that was her intent. And it just seems, you know, too much of an alignment and it it reassures me that there are some real divinity powers working here on earth and you know it, it gives me real optimism when i find mathematical proof what i what i take as mathematical proof especially in these times <laughs> so yeah that was where i spent a lot of my energy today looking and also because we are coming, today is a day where the mathematical uh, nodes, the north and the south, the Rahu and the Ketu, are changing their energies. Now, Rahu is um, not changing its energy, but is in a special space as I see it. Um, I would be Orion um, at two degrees Orion. Then we have K2 today actually going into a focus. I think it was early this morning. It's been in in um, Sagittarius for um, you know a year and a half, and so. There's a lot, you know, they say with the moon's node, it was in fire. And then, you know, the other moon's node was in Gemini. So, of course, when you take that on board, it is, you know, the energy of water. You know, our energy, our memory, because it's connected to karma and the moon, right? And it's been in fire and it's been in air. So, it's been dealing with. Um, something that it's not familiar with, which only means that it kind of weakens the awareness or would maybe have um, less power than if it was in its element. That's all I can say because I really don't know um, exactly what that would mean. Um, But now, as of today, K2 is in... A focus slowly of course it has to slowly come into its being and 
um, Western astrologer and Vedic astrologers are two different ones, but Vedic astrologers are saying it's in Scorpio. Okay, and the focus is part of Scorpio. The main thing is that I see it as is more complex than that because a focus is a present of fire and water. So having been in fire Sagittarius, it's, it's an easier transition to water. It's not just boom out of fire into Scorpio. It's really this amazing, powerful transformation and healing with this with the focus energy and you know uh being the serpent bearer and controlling this serpent <laughs> um so at the same time which is great because orion and a focus are similar in a way they're you know and they are you know humanoid they could even be feminine i think these things are for us like mankind womankind you know the same so the mankind is key to what is going to happen now you know a lot of times things just you know happen to us and we go along with it but I feel when this energy of a focus that we're becoming aware of and the Orion energy that I know I am aware of and that I used and that I see my clients use needs real, you know, man power, woman power, human power, humanity. And my mother would always say, I've been thinking about her lately, she would always say this saying, fool me once shame on you fool me twice shame on me so coming down this cloud portal that i now call these things not um (laughs) rabbit holes i found you know the alignment when was the last time that this happened that our k2 went from sagittarius to a focus and it was January 29th. No, was it the second? No, that was another day. It was, sorry. It was January 29th. That's right, because it gets confused. That's interesting. January 29th, 2002. And it was when President Bush at the time said, Axis of Evil. And was talking about after the 9-11 attacks. He was talking about three countries. Axel of Evil. And there was a writer who wrote this. Who's part of a think tank. Who is still part of a think tank. And um, yeah. He, he, he gave him these words to write. To say. Right. <laughs> uh, and weirdly enough. You know. That's why I kind of. I got caught up on that date because that date is the same date 29th of January as the Black Panther came out which I you know found like I said it was a cloud portal but (laughs) mind me don't mind me um the other thing is that when the 9-11 happened and then there was the Patriot Patriot Act which is still an act was signed you know and I looked it up I didn't keep it, but you know, to go and to defend, 
you know, to, to, yeah, to a aggressive act against anyone who was going to infringe on America, right? Okay, so there was a quick, I mean, it was signed, came in on the 26th of October, 45 days after 9-11, like, boom. And then all these laws were made, and these laws are still around, and it's 19 years later. Okay, so that's, I'm saying fool me once, because these laws are still there, and there's, you know, where's the terrorist attack is not really happening, right? Fool me twice. So this is here. Our next 9-11 is, oh, 9-11, was it 9-11? Is, ba ba da ba 11, isn't it? 9, 10, 11. That's weird. Anyway, um, COVID-19. <laughs> I wonder how that adds up to. So anyway, COVID-19. There's a COVID-19 act. There's COVID-19 acts. Um, in America, it's called 6201. In England, it's called COVID Act or COVID 2020. And in any case, these were quite quick on the on the spot too. Like March, they were all done in March of 2020 before everything kind of got going. And you know, have some really uh you know crazy uh powers attached to them until like twenty twenty two, if not longer. So this is for me. I'm thinking, hmm. This is perhaps with all the energy that I'm seeing happening, I see people doing things. I see people are waking up and it's time because it's here as we have. And we have the small window when the Rahu is in a focus, is in Orion because it's not all the time in Orion, just these like seven degrees and it's on, on its way out. It has like three degrees to go. Um, where we have a focus, which is the human, and we have Orion, which is the human. And that's where our nodes are. That's where our karma nodes are. And this is where we need to really not let what happened the last time where, you know, people, everything changed, travel changed too, and you couldn't take your water on the plane or, you know, you all these laws were changed to fly. And I'm wondering what is going to change now and do, you know, what is this showing us what's what are the clues as well like are there some clues here am i missing something i don't know i what i like to do is just research to make the mathematical um points and then to put it out there and hope that uh people it'll you know prompt people to think about what it means yeah, and, and in our hearts and to remember to vibrate on the highest, highest love vibration. And especially as we are coming at this juncture 
to a full moon that will be in Aquarius, in Aquarius, and we are water, we are our emotions and humanity. So that is really, uh, I think, key in showing us what we need to be doing as a collective. This is where the sun is shining, it's light on the moon, on our moon, and it's, you know, on its path, which is part of the nodes, is it as it is in Aquarius, okay? That is very, very important. So, I have a really, I think, impassionate uh, 2020 uh, full moon that I got a really nice review of. I put part of it on YouTube, but to hear the whole thing, just swipe (laughs) to the previous episode to hear about what I feel is key. Um, We have still quite a few days in Leo. Also know that our um, full moon is in a space in the sky where our sun is shining from uh, some galactic (laughs) stars, some spiral galaxies M95 and from NGC 2129 you know quite powerful positions so you know the sun is at home in Leo and you know has the best expression of itself so it's you know I feel that when I understand these things I understand them as being true being true and bringing us the you know the the strongest energy the clearest the divine as I like to call it energy and so that's how I um, look at it because for me it's the sky that is true that doesn't you know lead us astray or hasn't as of yet um, not in astronomy, not in sky astrology, maybe, sorry, maybe, ooh, what's that, in, um, maybe in astrology. I'm just distracted because I see an IC444. Um, on the ecliptic path Um, and I never saw that before I can I you know like really another cloud portal (laughs) I'm gone so yeah let me just tell you where the heavenly bodies are as a Monday motivation today knowing that before the full moon happens that we are actually you know coming easing into it from this earth space of taking action to this philosophical humanitarian space of Aquarius. And, you know, we had some hints of it, you know, it's coexisting with this earth energy now. And so, yeah, that's what we can, you know, take on board and know that we have to know that there 
are certain information there's certain lessons to be learned at this juncture okay so when there might be some cray cray laws coming let's you know remember we don't want to be fooled twice okay cool so at 2020 this is my new time i like to do 2020 gmt time which is like in 20 minutes normally i give mm, a better time let's give a better time let's do california not gmt time because that's too soon and then i can't do a um count on it and i like to do the counts on it for the california students you know so they have enough time to chill oh i actually should even do when it's changing into um will it change tonight into aquarius oh i'll do that later okay so at 2020 california time that's pst time that doesn't work because that's less time than here right oh claudette what should i do because 2020 time in california is actually 12 noon which we're so past that time is today the 31st that is so weird so when it's gonna be no that's that's a lie it's gonna be morning it's gonna be um it's gonna be the first of September for us, so that's probably not that's a good idea, huh? So let's see. Oh, I wanted to say if you sent me I couldn't check so complicated my iTunes. I couldn't check who had written me some five star ratings on iTunes, but if you have, I sincerely, sincerely appreciate it. Thank you so much. And if you haven't yet, please do. It just helps to spread the Sky Astrology word. Now, we got the time. We're going to do 2222 on the 31st of August. PST time and it's going to be a zero degree. So we can use that energy. Ooh, child. Six o'clock in the morning for GMT. Maybe I should get up early. I've got a date. I've got to run. So let me do this real quick. Not a special date. Anyway. Anyway, two, two, two. Our moon will be at zero degrees of Aquarius. Okay. Really poignant time. Our sun will be at 20 degrees. Almost 21 of Leo. Mercury is at the 34 degrees Leo on its way out. Our node, as I said, is at 18 degrees of Ophucus. Jupiter is at 21 degrees. Will be stationary at 20 degrees in the next few days. And then we'll be going straight. Pluto is 26 degrees. Saturn is 29. More or less always the same where they were for tomorrow. Where I give the dates as well. Neptune is 22 at 22.22 PST time. Chiron still 16 degrees. Mars is still 35 degrees of Pisces. Your Uranus is 11 degrees of Aries in the Satis constellation. And 
our north node Rahu is at two degrees of Orion and Venus is at 24 degrees of Gemini also clearing that space up also I went down a cloud portal about Orion and found a lot of interesting stuff which I think I want to research further but it's important to note because our north node our ascending moon node is in Orion and that's very powerful powerful place for this energy to be and it's associated with you know our powers our our heavenly powers our connections to the heavens I believe you know I was hoping that all this research would just kind of get some downloads but I don't have any zero degrees like my wonderful students but maybe when it's zero degrees I'll tap into it anyway somebody will be happy that I talk for 28 minutes I love you all thank you for listening thank you so much Mr. Ben for that wonderful comment on my YouTube channel and yeah until next time if you want a discovery call to find out where your heavenly bodies are please do not hesitate to click the first link on my link tree or on the website skyastrology.com and it will take you to the page where you can book your appointment and find out what to do because there are some little steps that I ask people to take. Okay, talk later. Until next time, take care of yourselves. Here's some motivation for you on the day that our south node moved into Ophiuchus to join our north node at two degrees Orion. These two humanoid constellations, which I think represents mankind, are now in this axis and yeah the last time that k2 was here was on the 29th of january 2002 where george w bush jr was told to say the axis of evil was written by somebody else. But now we are the axis for good. Last time, um, it was after 9-11. This time is after COVID-19 and COVID laws like their patriot law act and so I really believe it's a call to action for us and I want to share these beautiful lyrics from Sat Tang for their song Einstein Insanity it says sometimes I just scratch my head I wonder why these things get said is anybody watching say What's slipping into madness more each day? I don't understand when they speak. There isn't any logic. Just think, 
well, these are the best and the brightest, then why is their answers always violence? Stuck inside this contradiction, well, no voice and final decision. Just watch it all play out. I said there ain't no need to shout. There's gotta be a better way than just believing what they say because we are being lied to. Others will die too. Listen to what we say. We are living in some crazy days. Things that we think become the things that we say. Well, the things that we say become the things that we do and the things that you do don't just affect you, hey. Now we may be a wrinkle in time. Well, the ripple from my action draws a big red line. Sick of the system, no truth or wisdom. Constantly battled by simple decisions. So go on, put your bombs away. Because I believe a better way is coming on the dawn. Do you believe it's on? Say, come on now, sing. And let your voice be strong. Sing, well, sing, we are fooled no more. The time for action at the door. Time to go and share the news and tell all the people all the truth. It's a beautiful lyric, but I can't sing. (laughs) Mm. But I'll put the link in the description and you can go to their channel. Thanks for listening. Lots of love from me.